Hello, welcome to Direct Connection. I'm your host, Hunter King. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the program. Thank you for tuning in. This is Hunter King. I'm about to elaborate with you on the things I enjoy most. So, in this age, people like clothing. So do I. Clothes are a very important part of who you are. It signifies your appearance, who you want to be, who you want to appear to. I personally like to dress nice, like with nice jeans, a nice shirt, maybe a sweater once in a while. I also like my nice overcoat. I also wear some nice boots. I just wear that because it's comfortable and it's what I like. I can wear it whenever I want, wherever I want. Maybe not in the summer, but, you know. (laughs) But, I mean, I get to wear that. And people will... I feel like the nicer you dress, the more people will respect you. Because nowadays, people don't really dress as nice as you should be dressing. People are wearing, like, I don't know, like, ridiculous things. Like, slides in the winter. Like, I'm sorry, who does that? Who wears slides to the city in the winter? But I'm not going to bash on people who wear slides in the winter. Back to what I was saying. So, yeah, clothes. I think people who are against designer brands should maybe take a step back because there are some good things to having designer clothing. Because when you buy a designer coat or pants, you're paying for the detail, you're paying for quality. Now, not all designer stuff is quality. You have to do your research, but a lot of stuff like is just good quality. I also am really interested in art. Oh, sorry, I take that back. Clothing serves many purposes. It also serves as protection from the elements, rough surfaces, rash-causing plants. That's important if you get poison ivy. Insect bites, splinters, thorns, oh boy, and prickles. By proving, by providing a barrier. It's also a hygienic barrier from keeping infectious and toxic materials away from the body. Clothing also provides protection from ultraviolet radiation. Wearing clothes is also a social norm. (laughs) I hope you think that, too. Because if you don't, boy, you should probably go talk to a psychologist. Because if you don't wear clothes, well, you'll probably end up in jail because, well, that's called public nudity. And that's, that's scorned on in many cultures, including the United States culture. Yeah, there's also a lot of great, um, like, foods out there. There's one of my favorite foods is roasted duck. You know, when you have a duck and it's roasted properly, it has crunchy skin, it's oily, and it's very greasy. It's very good. It's like a chicken, but it's all dark meat, and it has much better skin. Very good. I recommend going to a Chinese restaurant to have a roasted duck, because they probably do it the best, or That's what I know so far from my duck dining experiences. Now, I know there are some of you who don't like duck, and that's okay. There are other great foods out there, and I'm sure you enjoy that. But anyway, back to what I was saying. Yeah, clothing. It provides a basically a hygienic barrier, like what I was just reading. It also signifies who you are. Like what I said with my coats and my jeans and my nice pants. It just shows that 
I like to dress nicer. And I feel like the more better you dress, the more people will respect you. Because if you're in Boston and you walk into like a jewelry store or some store and you're dressed nice, they're gonna let they're not gonna look down on you and be like, Okay, who is this person? They're gonna be like, Oh, okay, he's a customer. Now if you, I don't know. I, that's why I like to dress nice. So clothing can definitely provide a lot. Yeah. It's also a big thing about keeping the elements off, too. <laughs> there are some elements of clothing that I hate. Like, let me think. Oh, yeah, like those bucket hats. I don't understand that. I mean, is that even a hat? It's just, like, a sheet over your head. It's just, it doesn't, I don't think it looks good, personally. In my opinion, I think a nice hat is like a classic fedora. Like a... Classic wool, broad brim fedora. Also, other hats I don't... I'm not a big fan of flat hats. You know, I just think they're too, you know, rapperish, Like 50 cent and stuff. It's just, I don't like it. Hats can signify a lot also. I mean, you don't want to wear a top hat, but... I mean, if that's what you like, alright, go ahead. But, I mean, top hats are out of style and I personally think flat hats are going out of style too because just I don't really see a lot of people wearing them nowadays but then again I'm up in the mountains most of the year so the only people I really see are me myself and I so <laughs> that's quite a uh, quite a mix there boy all my emotions together hmm let's see where that goes but anyway Yeah. So, I don't know if any of you know me that well. I'm 18. And if you're young listeners, please stay in high school. I know it sucks, but it's worth it. Yeah, being 18 is fun, but it also has its downsides. Like, I have to work every day and stuff like that, and it's kind of a pain. But on the bright side, you make money. But yeah, growing up, I was just... uh. I always obeyed my parents and did whatever they told me to do because I didn't want to... I had other friends who were rebellious. Other friends who were rebellious, and I could see them around me, and they just... Their lives weren't as good. And when I was obedient to my parents, it was just way better. Like, I don't know, I just got a lot better. Like, it just went better. Because I have a pretty good relationship with my parents, believe me. And I don't think I would have a good relationship if I was super rebellious or, like, against them or something. I don't know. Now, if I was, if, you're rebell- if you were rebellious, that's okay. You're a young kid, you hate everything, and, you know, yeah, the world's against you. That's, I felt that way sometimes, too. But you know what? There's always light at the end of the tunnel. Now, sure, that tunnel can be 10,000 miles long, but, I mean, hey, at least you'll eventually get to the end of it. And if not, hey, you'll you'll eventually die, so you'll forget everything. So, there, boom, there's the bright side. But, yeah, anyway, yeah. Growing up also had its downsides, like uh, just getting along with siblings and stuff like that. 
because personally I needed space and I had these kids around me that were my age that I saw every day, all the time. Yeah, it wears on you. It's like, oh, look at that. It's a nice painting. Yeah, and then you see it every day. Oh, yeah, and then it falls on you and hits you in the head. That's that's what siblings are like. Yeah, yeah, it can be nice, but then it falls on you and it hurts you. And then, yeah, then you hate it. And then you hate life. Then you become an angry teenager, and then you rebel. There we go. That's my analogy. Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of people who like video games. I'm not really a gamer, but the games I play a lot are Granny. And Granny Chapter 2. You know, I think it's fun, Granny Chapter 2, because it's both Granny and Grandpa. You're in a different house. I'd say it's easier to win. I don't know if my friends think it is, but I do. And I I actually won the game. But the best part is you can find a double-barreled shotgun, and you can include Granny and Grandpa or kick one of them out. You know, I, I turn the game around now, and I play the game, and I get the shotgun... And it becomes I hunt the grandparents. Yeah, it's re- it's really fun. Yeah, because I chase them around with the shotgun. Whenever I see them, I just shoot them. And boom. It's like vengeance. Like in the first game of Granny, you know, you get out of your bed and you run. And then she's right there and she kills you every time. Yeah, it's so fun. So fun. And then there's also a chance of winning. In Granny Chapter 2, I'd say it's easier to win. Because everything is... It's just a more open house and stuff. It's not all just rooms, 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 rooms. And then there's also that weird-looking thing. I think it's a primeval little skink, but I'm not sure. It, like, crawls out of, like, the thing, and, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. It's really weird. You'll have to play the game to understand it. But, yeah, it's a really fun game. I would try it. Granny Chapter 1 and Granny Chapter 2. It's a great game. Oh, here's um here's from the Wikipedia. Granny is an indie horror game developed and published by DV Lopper as part of the Slenderina series. The game features an unnamed protagonist trapped in a house, needing to solve puzzles while avoiding Granny to get out of the house in a time period of only five days. Yeah, that's Granny for you. Yeah, if you look Granny up, she looks like a hag mixed with a pig, mixed with an old woman, mixed with a goblin. With sharp, rotten teeth and black eyes. She's basically the epitome of the woman you don't want to marry. But yeah. Anyway. Oh yeah, there's some pictures of her. Boy, she's got very uh, charcoal-y skin. With an obsidian-y perplexion. And her teeth. Oh man, those teeth. Boy, those puppies are sharp. And they're red and they're bloody and she's ready to kill. She also carries a stupid little baseball bat. Yeah, she she hits you with it. Yeah. Yeah, when she turns her back, don't get out from under the bed because she'll kill you right then. She hears very well. It's like, it's so unfair. You make one noise and you're in the basement and all of a sudden she's right there and she kills you. It's ridiculous. You know, I think they should have made her deaf. But that's just me. And she's also too fast. You know, she like, she's supposed to be granny. Does, does your granny run? No. She she hobbles. This granny runs. She's like demon-possessed or something. I don't know. She's she's the worst-looking, most mean, most horrible, most spoiled, most stupid old woman I've ever seen in my life. 
But yeah, anyway, I'm going to stop bashing grandparents and get on to my daily life. So yeah, all of you have your routines, I'm sure. Now, I'm away at uh, Bible school because I'm doing... I'm studying the Old Testament, and a lot of the um, things they have there are early. So my basically my routine is I get up at – I go to bed at 7. No, I don't go to bed at 7. My bad. I go to bed at 9 or 10, and then I like to wake up at 5.30 or 5. Sometimes I'm lazy and I, wake, I sleep till 6.40. But I wake up at 5, and I make my coffee, and I shower, and then I drink my coffee. Then I have to go to work meeting at 7. Then I have to go to breakfast. I usually skip it because, I don't know, they usually just serve oatmeal. Yeah, I don't like oatmeal. It reminds me of Oliver Twist when all the little kids were coming into like the building and they are like putting out their bowls and they are serving them the pudding. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's not, I don't know. The food there is great. It's just that the pudding isn't great. But anyway, yeah. So then after breakfast, I have to go to my room. And then I basically, it's just basically work meeting, uh, 9 o'clock hour, which is an hour meeting. Then it's work. Then it's class. Then it's work. Then it's dinner. And then it's back to bed at 9. So that's my day. Yeah, it's a busy day. Very busy. A lot of hard work. You know, we have to do a lot of woodwork there because they burn a ton of wood. And I mean a ton. I mean a ton. It literally takes them two months to burn wood that fills your entire basement. That's how much wood they burn. Literally everything there runs on wood. It's insane. The wood there, oh man, it's crazy. But I mean, we need it. We're surrounded by forests, so why not use wood? I mean, yeah. Our our ancestors used it. Why can't we? Yeah. I don't know if any of you use wood, but you know it is a hassle getting all that wood stacked. Then you have to let it dry. Then you have to burn it. And then you have to get more wood. And then, boy, it's expensive. So, yeah, I mean, at home, I have a lot of things I like. Well, one is I don't have to have such a, like, schedule that's as busy. But I also have a really nice chair that I sit on. It's leather, and it reclines. It's so great. Yeah, I used to have this space heater in my room, and I'd put it at my feet when I'm sitting in the chair, reclined, and I'd turn it on, and it'd be, like, first class in an airplane. No, I'm just kidding. It was not like that. But it was really nice. Yeah, the chair's great. Yeah, nope, none of you can sit on it if you come to my house. So yeah, besides me and my rigorous life, I like to travel a lot. You know, I've been all I've been to different parts of the world. I've been to Canada, I've been to California, I've been to Italy, I've been to England. And next I'm going to Israel. Boy, I can't wait for Israel. It's going to be fun. All the Middle Eastern and Roman history there. Like the ancient Jewish history. It's just going to be incredible. So much ancient stuff there. It's just like Jerusalem itself. There's like 
so many ruins and so many old buildings. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I haven't been there yet, but it looks pretty great. Yeah, I'll be there for three weeks in May, so it'll be great. It's probably going to be very hot, but they say it's a dry heat, so you won't be sweating all day. So that's good. So if I'm sleeping in my bed and I'm like, Ugh, why is it so hot? At least I won't be sweating because it'll be a dry heat. So, but then again, that might have an effect on my throat because I know dry heats tend to give you a sore throat. But, you know what? I shouldn't, I should stop crying because not many people get to go to the Middle East for a few weeks every once in a while. So, that's good. It'll be good. Yeah, definitely look forward to it. I definitely hope to go back to Europe sometime, but for now I'm going to Israel, so that'll be fun. Yeah. So yeah, I also, as you know, as you heard from my Israel talk in my travels, I love history. Yeah, I went to Rome, Italy. The history there is great because my favorite history is Roman, and it's just incredible how one city conquered pretty much all of Europe and parts of the Middle East and parts of Africa. It's just incredible. Because they started off as a village, and then they just expanded and took everything over. So it's pretty incredible. Also, their soldiers were in, were amazing because their armor, their training is just incredible. Because if you don't think training matters, look at the Romans. They conquered Europe in the known world, so... I think training does matter, but, I mean, then again, that is the ancient world, and it was hand-to-hand combat then. But also, their ships were incredible, how they could just go so fast and ram into other ships and sink them. It's just amazing, the technology they had. And also, their siege warfare, like their siege towers and their oil that they pour on, like, materials to set on fire. It's just amazing. It really is. Yeah, I know they copied a lot of Greek stuff, but when it comes to warfare, they were far superior to the Greeks or anyone else that they went against. Maybe not the barbarians, though. That's what their downfall was. But they were also being led by a boy emperor, so there we go. That's that. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, so... As you know, <clears throat> people like jewelry nowadays. So do I. Eventually, I plan to work in jewelry. And people always ask, oh, what do you want to do? Do you want to make jewelry? Do you want to clean jewelry? No. I want to sell this stuff. You know, work at the front desk with a nice suit selling behind a desk covered in diamonds. I think that'd be nice. Just work at, like, a jewelry store. Because personally, I appreciate that kind of stuff. I like gold. I like diamonds. I think it's great. And selling it also is great because you can, I think you make good money on it. I'm not sure, but you get to make money off of something you love. And they say, they say, if you do a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life. So that sounds good. I want to run, I want to be looking forward to Monday so I can do my job. Not being like, oh no, Monday. I have to go back to the farm now and load 55,000 potatoes on a McDonald's truck. No, that that doesn't want I don't want that to be my future because that just sounds like such dull work. 
and I don't like doll work. I like work that I like. Yeah. Jewelry may... This is from the web. Sorry, I should have said. Jewelry may be made from a wide range of materials, gemstones and similar materials, such as amber, coral, precious metals, beads, and shells, have widely been used. And enamel has often been important. In most cultures, jewelry can be understood as a set as a status symbol for its material properties, its patterns, as for meaningful symbols. Jewelry has also been made to adorn nearly every body part, from hairpins to toe rings, even I'm not gonna say. But the patterns by the patterns of wearing jewelry between the sexes and by children and older people can vary greatly between cultures. By adult women have been but adult women have been have never mind. The word jewelry itself is derived from the word jewel, which was anglicized from the old French jewel. I guess that's is that how you say it. J O U E L. Jewel. Something like that. Sounds like a like that thing kids smoke nowadays. You know, they have like that little gadget and they like pull it out of their mouth and they like blow and like smoke comes out. And it's like all pink. But anyway, back to what I was saying. The French word jewel. Beyond that, to the Latin word josal, meaning plaything. In British English, Indian English, New Zealand English, Hiberno English, Australian English, and South African English, it is spelled jewelry. While the spelling jewelry is in American English, both are used in Canadian English, though jewelry prevails by a two-to-one margin. In French and a few other European languages, the equivalent term jewelry may also cover decorated metalwork and precious metals such as objects, dart, and church items, not just objects worn on the person. Well, there you have it. That's the uh, background of jewelry. So, yeah, there you have it. Thank you for listening. This is Direct Connection. This is Hunter King. This has been my first show recording. Thank you for listening.